money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Good morning. Good morning. We were just talking about uh, this one. We have to kind of work up and into a little bit because, my goodness, it's just you and I in the uh, studio, which I thoroughly love. Me too. Um, I like when we just get, I mean, I love when we have guests and it's really, uh, it's just different, but uh, I like when we're together and Mm -hmm. generally when we're together, (laughs) we're we're dealing with or we're talking about something that's on our hearts. Um, and then you just hear you and I. So welcome to the show. This is the show where Dave and Reb talk about the hard issues around money. Uh, if you're new to the podcast or new to the YouTube channel, then welcome. Sit, hit the subscribe or, or leave a comment or reach out to us at morethanenough.ca. Happy to uh, just welcome you into the podcasting family and of course you can hear it on chri you can hear it on uh, notmine.ca with our good friends over at uh, discipleship canada and of course any podcasting platform Mm -hmm. and youtube i heard and and i i think this is true youtube is still the biggest um search engine out there out of all the search engines we always think google but i I heard something. I, you, I stand to be corrected. You mean if you Google if you YouTube Google something on YouTube, search engine than Google does, and I was like, I find that really crazy. But anyways, I, I don't even I don't even know what that means. Anyway, <laughs> do you know who's sponsoring the show today? I do. You are. I am. Yes. Thank you, Reb, for sponsoring. <laughs> well, the show. more than enough is sponsoring the show. So yes. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> If you don't know what more than enough is, go to morethanenough.ca. Then if you don't know what more than enough is, then you uh, have not been listening to our show. So you need to go find out who we are. I'm not going to waste time telling you right now. Waste time. That's not the right thing to say. Yes, because, you know, we don't want to use up. Can I tell you really why I'm tired? Yes. Well, there's a lot. A few reasons. The day of this recording is has been the week of my... um, the deadline for my writing project, which is just like a little bit of a small trailer here. Mm-hmm. I, a year ago, I um, recorded videos related to our book and we've created, a, I say we, but um, you've just. Reb's been doing most of the Yeah, creating. thank you. Um, he's like the, some thought, he, you're a thought intellect pusher in like in regards to the video but yeah thank you um but i yeah i did the work um so anyway that is happening and i have one more piece to write and then i can and you have to read it all and then i press submit Mm -hmm. yeah so like get reading man (laughs) so you can pray for me as i read through (laughs) the 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 thoughts the video companion guide that's going to go with the video so i'm just telling you now because it is going to be a study it's a 10-week individual or small group study that you guys can uh do 
And I don't even know when it'll be out by the end of the year, Lord willing. And I say Lord willing, why? Which is the segue into the verses for today. We, we said these verses a lot in COVID. We, we did. And they're in James. And I know, I, I wonder if we had a contest who could actually call, if we could call in, who would know the verses that I'm going to say today, just based on what I just said. Do, 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 do. (laughs) Okay, James 4, don't boast about tomorrow. So I say, Lord willing, that the video and the companion guide and the whole thing is going to be packaged and ready for you in your communities, your churches. Lord willing, why? Because this is what my mother used to say to me all the time. Well, we'll see you again. Lord willing, my mama and I would be like, can you drop that? Like, it's so cliche, but actually it's scripture. Now, listen to you who say today or tomorrow will go to the city or that, spend a year there, carry on business, make money or release a video series. That's Reb added. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. There's a lot in these verses, but we did talk about this a lot because COVID shut so much of our of our presumption on tomorrow because we're going to talk about that word presuming all the you know you make plans but we also think this is exactly what's going to happen but scripture here is pretty clear you know understand what you think might happen tomorrow may not your life is a vapor and um in fact you know we just lost a friend in the last month um he he went to check on his dog and he had a heart attack and he never came back inside. And, you know, that is like shocking and hard, but it's what scripture says. Our life is a vapor and we don't know. He probably had plans for the next day or for his cows that he was taking care of in his fields. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he well, didn't question, have tomorrow. Of course, and, and this is part of, you know, when we talk about money, when we talk about, uh, um, the future planning, looking ahead. I, I often end up in this conversation where what it, how do we balance this out? Because mm. Jesus clearly says in Matthew, he says, listen, don't worry about tomorrow. Look <laughs> at the birds of the air. Doesn't the father know that he cares for you? And, and, and so it's Jesus saying, well, we should never just to do any planning. We're just going to get up and live. Um, or then we have Jesus a little bit later talking about a parable where there's a man who's wealthy and has, has made it in terms of his farm. And then he says, well, I can build bigger barns. Well, that's, and I can- yes, that's Luke 12. I yes. actually pulled that one. And he, he's, he says, I'll build, pull down barns and build greater. I'm going to store up crops and my goods. And then he'll say, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be, be merry. And God says, you fool. This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be that you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. There's a certain boasting well, that ha- happened in this parable. Think about our culture. You know, if you think about our 
agriculture and, and maybe kind of move away from the farming, what are we, what do we have said to our kids? What do we say to young people? What do we say? Well, you have to put money aside for your retirement. You have to store up for that future that is way down the road. And, and we, we just had all plan. these discussions with Brent in August. Well, course, so, <laughs> right? so you're going, do we throw that out <laughs> and, and, or not? And so, this, this really speaks to, uh, in a sense, the conversations. How do we do this uh, and, and navigate what seems to be don't plan for the future? Yes, plan for the future. And, uh, and, and I think. Yeah, but in the scripture we read, mm-hmm. he says clearly, actually, under, like he's saying, understand who you are. You're missed. Life is short. Mm-hmm. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. It doesn't mean we don't plan or put an emergency cushion in place or save for a retirement if that's the direction of our life. It does, it's not saying, you know, I mean, there's a lot of caveats to this. I can, I'm already thinking because Jesus died at 33 without anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like he didn't own anything except he was the owner of it all. But that's a whole other story too. <laughs> but I, you know, that, that is saying, you know, for the, our discussion today, you're probably all like listening and say, can you guys just get to the point? What are you talking about? We are talking about planning for the future versus presuming on the future. I actually... There we go. You got to say that again. Okay. Planning for the future instead of presuming on the future. Mm -hmm. And what's the difference? What is... Because we have been talking at home about the presumptions that we see people make. And sometimes Dave, Dave and I catch yourself. We're like, oh, well, we're getting in that inheritance money. So we can do this and this and this. And then Dave will say, we spent it a million times, mm-hmm. you know, and it's only so much money. Or, oh, I'm going to I'm going to take my CRA um, tax sure. return and then we'll just put it on that debt. Or I'll use that to build the emergency cushion, which is a great plan. But if we're banking. Thinking on that happening, and then we realize, you know, maybe CRA is like, no, you owe CERB money back to us, and we're not getting the tax return, and we're devastated, and then what do we do? So this is what we're talking about, planning for the future versus presuming on the future, and presuming really, um, one of the definitions I googled was be audacious audacious enough to do something, which was, I thought Mm -hmm. was an interesting word or suppose that something is the case on the basis of probability. Right. I love it. Suppose that something is the case on the basis of probability. So when the, the rich man in the parable is building new barns, he's expecting, you know, he wasn't borrowing. I think he had the cash to build the barns. But he was thinking he was going to live a long life. That was the presumption, right? The presumption, the presumption was, was is that, oh, great, I'm going to do this, and then I'll get to sit back, enjoy it, and and eat, drink, and, and essentially be merry for many years. And and that was his presumption. That was also a little bit his arrogance. But we don't really know. Like, we, uh, again, that scripture is really hard, right? You know, and the same with James, like, those are really clear, hard scriptures around this is, let's make sure we put God where God, you know, in a sense, God's domain and the future is God's domain. 
Well, and I think, you know, in the verses in James, mm-hmm. like I'm just thinking of the context of James and that whole idea of presumption, because yeah. I'm, I'm thinking he's actually saying, just remember who you are, yeah. that you don't own it all. You don't control it all. And your life is a vapor. So if you're going to make a plan, just have an understanding that it might not go as you think it will. And verses before that. So these, these, um, Verses in James are James 4, 13 to 17. But in verse 7, like, actually, it's the whole chapter. <laughs> you do have to read all of this. You have to read the whole chapter because he talks about where do fights come from among you? Um, do they not come from the desires of pleasure You war, you war, that war within you? You lust and do, and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss so that you can spend it on your pleasures. Like, And then he goes into, but humble yourself before God. Stop being proud. You know, and then we go into these verses of, you know, don't, don't make as- assumptions or presume on tomorrow when you don't know if you have a tomorrow. Right. And I think that's the context for it all. Like, let's get a reality check and, and have the right attitude when we are doing our planning. Um, and with money. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I want to say, Dave and I will always say plan. You know that. You guys listen to us. Build an emergency cushion. Have those things in place so that if you lose your job tomorrow, you, you have some place to fall for a little while so that it's not so painful financially. And that's a good thing. And I think there's, there's a, again, just to make a little bit of a difference, you know, presumption without a plan you know, in the Old Testament, there's a proverb that really speaks of presumption without a plan is is foolish. The the, the fool sees disaster oh, yeah, and yeah. doesn't change, right? Right. So he's going, wait a minute. Uh, I'm again. There's there's a little bit this tension where we go. Um, so we see disaster. God gives us, you know, oh, the wisdom, the insight that something's going to happen, and the wise man changes reacts responds to it right right makes a plan right um you know jesus I, talked about building a tower who builds a tower and doesn't in count, a sense, the cost, count the cost, cost or make the plan right right so you know the sometimes we can enter into you know i don't instead of doing the hard work of making a plan and sticking to a plan that's hard work right we go oh, i'm just not going to do that and and i'm just going to Trust the Lord. Well, okay. <laughs> Presumption without a plan is is it it gets a little bit muddy, right? Like it gets a little bit muddy in terms of our relationship. Does did, did Christ really say we shouldn't save for, for retirement? If I use that that scripture from Luke uh, twelve, no, I don't think Jesus is saying that, right? But if if we say in our uh, in our context. Um, you know, I'm going to borrow, uh, I'm going to, let's just oh, then, then let you, okay. So this, so we've talked about these ideas, mm-hmm. but then let's talk about borrowing right. because in the context of the rich fool, he was riches and he, he was, he was banking on tomorrow that he'd live long and he didn't. Mm-hmm. But then what do we do when we borrow against the future? That to me is a whole other level of presuming things right right and, that and we can pay it back isn't the presumption then like i actually when i googled this last night i found that um when i put presuming 
I don't know how I did it. Presuming on your future financially. All I got was debt. <laughs> all I got was debt. That, that all that brought up was don't get into debt. Don't presume on tomorrow and go into debt. And I'm like, well, you know, there's presumptions we've already made that aren't related to debt. But now what do we do when we are borrowing? And, and you know, we're just kind of making that transition from there's a presumption on the future when I can say, you know, we have this money or we're, we, we're, mm-hmm. we're making a plan and we're putting it away in savings and, 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 you know, part of that, and I'm just going to take a step backwards, part of that plan for, and uh, for us in terms of financially is to make sure that you have a will, right? right Again, right, we've yeah. talked about that, that yes, you're going to accumulate some wealth. And, and part of that mechanism in our culture is, is that we also, part of the plan is to, to, to make sure that we've communicated what our desire is if we were to pass away. And, and so there's a whole bunch of things when we're, pres- when, when we're working with the stuff we have. But then as we switch gears and say, so what happens when you presume on the future and you're accumulating debt? Uh, I want to start a business. So do I go get investors? Well, again, the assumption is your business will be successful and that you'll be able to pay those uh, investors back. Or, you know, I want to buy a house. And so I'm going to go get a mortgage uh, and we just throw that in. We know the word mortgage means death pledge. Uh, and, you know, kind of saying, well, wait a minute, do we presume? Yes, we're going to, we make but, some presumptions. But I'm, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking all these things in my head. I'm thinking, but it's presuming without a plan, mm. you know, because if we think about building a tower and we might not live to see the tower built, but we have plans in place for our children to continue the tower building. I'm using this as an example. And we're not foolishly saying, oh, well, I like, I'm going to see this done. I've got, you've got all this pride driving your decisions. Instead, you're like, you know what? I don't know how long I'm going to live. I, I don't know, but I, I really feel like this is a plan that we need to put in place. Even a business borrowing with a plan is always a good idea. Well, not always a good idea. Well, okay. Okay. (laughs) Borrowing with a plan, again. Yeah, but. uh, Just recognizing, just recognizing that borrowing without a plan, let's just flip it. Borrowing without a plan is foolish. Yes. And it's presuming, but you you really don't have a plan on how that's going to, how that's going to play out. So you're just presuming on the future that somewhere, somehow, something down the road is going to somehow pay that debt back. Okay. So this is what we're hearing in jest from some people. Ah, I don't even know how long my mortgage is now because mm-hmm. it's the never, never plan because of the, f- the, the interest rates. Yeah. Oh, my kids will just take care of it. Sure. I don't know if I like that attitude. Well, and, and I mean, we can go to the macro when we look at, you know, the U.S. 200 trillion, I think it's 230 trillion dollars of, of, uh, of unrealized promises that they have made in the future. So this is a perfect example of a country making a whole bunch of promises to pay back money 
to the point of $230 trillion. It's somewhere around that. Uh, you can't imagine it. I mean, Google what $1 trillion looks like and then multiply that by 230. There's just no way the U.S. can ever pay the debt that they owe from, you know, as a country. So, you know, you look at that and you go, that's the environment. I'm talking about the U.S. Canada has some debt too and, and, and all of that. But, you know, the reality is, is that we, we get that brought right down to us where, you know, we're handed a credit card at 18 and, and essentially we're not told how to use it. We're not told what the, you know, what the dangers are about using a credit card. And, and, and the entire credit industry is based on presumption. I'm going to give you this money and I'm a, I, you're going to pay me back. And we're saying, oh, yeah, tomorrow I'll have the money to pay you. I don't have it today, but tomorrow I'll have it. And that's a presumption. And, and the, you know, again, what we're saying around debt is, is where we get into trouble is when we either don't make a plan or we make a plan and it, you know, it's more, uh, um, there's more risk there than, than, um, than the lender or anybody wants to lend to, right? right? So, you know, this is some of the mechanism that we go through when we're borrowing money. But I, I want to go back to, in our current culture, it's so easy to get access to credit. Mm -hmm. And there's a presumption there that you will pay it back in the 21-day grace period. There's a presumption there that you will do that. But when we get so used to using that credit, then we don't have a plan. <sighs> I ask this question probably a thousand times a week. So how are you going to pay that back? Hmm. And, and I'm not saying. There's a great question to leave I, everybody I'm with. not <laughs> saying that out of, out of a, a, a um, out of a, a, a sense of, of wanting to nail you to the wall. I'm, what I'm saying is, is if we enter into, if we walk towards debt, Let's create a realistic plan that you are going to be able to pay it back. And so then you go, okay, well, this is, I'm going to stay employed. I, you know, I am going to have a budget so that I can control my expenses and that I can pay back whatever debt that is in a period of time. And, you know, that takes, you know, to, to again, in our culture where credit is so easy to get without having to really think through, how am I going to pay this back? Um, it, it Again, it just becomes easy to do and easy to go, well, I'll figure it out later. I'm just going to presume that it'll work. <laughs> There's so many thoughts in my head. And I'm like, ah, I, I think one of the things I'm actually thinking about is what we do at More Than Enough and that we help people make a plan so that maybe when we come out of that presumptuous stage or making assumptions. Um, I mean, assuming is a very close word to, um, you know, yeah, they're connected. They're connected. Um, you know, if, if I guess I'm just saying if people are struggling, there is an answer, Absolutely, if, right? Like if you are, if you feel like, Oh man, I have, I have really made assumptions and presumptions or our family has, or we have a couple that it's going to turn out a certain way, you know, even in real estate purchases or, um, you know, it's great when it works out, but when it doesn't, it hurts. And we've seen some of the folks that have come hurting because 
their real estate. Well, our entire <laughs> look at the interest rate. Okay. The, yes. I mean, and this is a great example because when I entered the financial world 15 years ago, one one of the first things that we, you know, Lynn Fraser and I, you know, I started to learn about finances and that, and one of the first things that that Lynn and I. Um, would have multiple discussions around and we we constantly were saying these low interest rates cannot li- last forever. forever so let's prepare <laughs> oh, yeah, for the inevitable increase in interest rates and then time went by and you know the years went by and and i you know i remember kind of thinking i feel like i'm crying wolf all the time like these interest <laughs> rates cannot stay this low forever and and of course our our, our goal was to to inspire you to you the listeners to pay off the debt when the interest rates were so low and to hedge your and, mortgages and to hedge your mortgages and increase pay- your payment and we the the government actually instituted a stress test that was we were you know the interest rates were two percent we were qualifying people at five percent and and in a sense you know we hated it. But on the other hand, it was like, there's wisdom in that, that we know the interest rates are going to go up eventually. And, and yet a lot, and myself included, a lot of us were going, oh man, I just love this free money. Uh, like it was, it was free money. Like <laughs> but it, we're presuming it, it, that it will stay free money and then it didn't. Yeah. And even though you and Lynn were saying it, um, it it's just, it says we don't always want to hear what we don't want to hear. So we don't want to be told that we're a life is a vapor, that we need to have a will, that we have to think about our end of life. Um, so funny. You remember Home Improvement? Our daughter loves it, is watching all the reruns. And I, what, what's the guy's name on there? Tim. Tim. Tim is like just avoiding the will discussion. Mm-hmm. Now, he had a heart issue and, and pain around why he wasn't talking about a will, but he was at it. Like, he just didn't want to talk about his death. And, and some of us are like that, but I mean, we are going to die and, and let's make a plan. Let's not presume we're going to live forever. And it's the same around the interest rates. And now we're living in this space. So back to the hope and freedom mm-hmm, part. Mm-hmm. The hope is, is that you can make a plan and yeah. that you can meet with your small group. You can start talking about money. You can say, I'm struggling in this. You can come to more than enough. We're not the only financial coaches out there. You can go to your financial advisor. If, if you have some, you know, like I'm worried about this. I don't think I've planned. Um, I, I'm, I'm not thinking about the future properly. You know, go to the Lord. The Lord is the greatest wisdom giver. And also in James one, you know, we ask, ask and he gives it um because he's he's not um he he just gives it to everybody he's not particular oh i'm only going to give it to you and not her um you know those are the hopeful places and financial coaching is a space we live in that is a place where we can make some plans and help you face the future and say lord willing this is the plan this is the plan for the next two weeks four weeks eight weeks yeah, so I, you know, we only have a couple minutes left, and I, we, as we were discussing at the beginning, so what's the point? Well, I think the point is, is that just as I think you said it halfway through, let's put God in His place. Let's recognize where we are in our place, and let's, you know, I, I guess recognize that, 
you know, the future is God's domain, but he is so generous mm-hmm. in giving us wisdom and insight and, and even prophetically showing us uh, that, you know, this is where I want you to walk or be or have uh, in, a, in a certain time. We can all look to examples where we can see that God is in his place and he's sharing with us as people because of his great love what his plans are here on earth. And we, we just get to say, yes, yes, Lord. So we say, Lord, thank you that yeah. as we live and move and have our being in you, we will say, um, uh, I plan to do this, the Lord willing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your wisdom to us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. So don't presume we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- we shouldn't laugh. Yeah. Because our life is a vapor. We don't know what's going to happen. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, Lord willing. Lord willing, we'll see you next week when, when we, we talk, talk money. money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.